Morning, friends. <clears throat> Nature is always teaching us, teaching us lessons of impermanence and transition and change as the leaves change and fall, the weather changes. Another marker of impermanence and transition is that we want to say a fond and sad farewell to our dear Monica who has been supporting us with her warm and steady kindness over these past weeks, supporting us as teachers, you as practitioners, and supporting the Dhamma. And this is her last full day. She'll be leaving us tomorrow. And so we wanted to give her a chance to say her goodbye. But it's not all bad news because with that parting comes uh, a new arising. And so we're very happy that Roxanne is joining us. And she'll start formally tomorrow. We'll introduce her tomorrow, and she'll fulfill a similar role to Monica. Not that anyone could replace Monica, but Roxanne will do her best in her own sparkly way. But we just want to say how delightful it's been to have Monica with us. She's so, as I said, kind and warm and steady and giving. It's been just a delight to have her here with us. So, Monica, please, if you have your microphone. Thank you, Sally, and good morning, dear friends and colleagues. Like Sally said, um, parting is part of being human. And um, that we need to part from, from dear ones. And the other day I was um, walking with Dawn and she asked this question, um, how do we part? It's not that we part, but how do we part? What do we say when we part? So I know for me, uh, I would like uh, you to know how much I care. How much, how much I care for each one of you, and um, how much I've been appreciating sitting with you and appreciating your practice, your beautiful, beautiful practice. I've been seeing you planting the seeds, watering them, giving them light, and that, that has made me very happy. Um, once the Buddha said to Ananda in reply to Ananda's um, question that whether um, good friendship was half of the path and the Buddha said, no, Ananda, no, good friendship is the whole, is the whole of the holy life. So my sincere wish uh, is that I have been a good friend for you here during my time 
that my offerings have been of some benefit to you. And that if I said or did anything that may have caused you harm, um, I ask for your forgiveness. Uh, And I feel very privileged to have sat here with these wonderful teachers. And my wish for you is that your practice bears many, many, many fruits. Uh, Once when I parted from a dear friend some years ago, he just said one thing. He said, may you attain liberation quickly. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I thought it was strange as, as, (laughs) as a parting sentence. And but that stayed with me and has really made me reflect. What do I really want? What do I really deeply, most deeply wish for? What's my deepest desire? So I would like to leave you with that wish. May you attain full liberation quickly. Thank you, Monica. Thank you. And Monica's, one of her last offerings to us will be, she'll be leading the metta at uh, 3.30 this afternoon. So please do come for deepening our practice of loving kindness with Monica. And we wish her well wherever her travels take her tomorrow. Safe journey. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Okay, so a question on continuity. Do you have advice for increasing continuity at this point in the retreat? Do you recommend just continuing or bringing in more effort to note, attend to objects closely, etc.? Yes. This is, you know, especially as they said, at this time of the retreat, a few weeks in, um, you know, The journey is just deepening. We're all having our own unique journey, but there is a sense of settling that happens. And it's always interesting on a long retreat, the settling in process lasts longer than most retreats we attend, right? We're just kind of waking up and feeling that we're here three weeks in. Um, As we've said a number of times, one of the best supports for practice is this gentle perseverance, Finding the right balance uh, of, of that is, is the art of meditation. How do we continue to be available and attend to arisings at each of the sense stores in a, in a relaxed but continuous way? So that's why I said recommend just continuing, yes. Bringing in more effort to note, mm. Effort is such a, again, most of us think, well, effort means I have to really try harder. But that's not the kind of effort that's needed. The effort that's needed is so gentle, and it's just to be available 
stuff is presenting itself all the time. We don't have to do anything to have stuff happen. We just need to be available or willing or interested in noticing it. And so a big part of this deepening of continuity is the attitude around it, and that's what can always be refined. If we're practicing continuity with a sense of striving or effort or doing it in order to get somewhere, that can never be sustained for extended periods. It will always be exhausting at some level, mental or physical. But if we keep this practice of interest, kind, gentle, interested attention and this quality of surrender, of not pushing away experience, not trying to hold on to experience, but just seeing it as it is with wisdom, with clear seeing, that continuity will deepen. So yes, you know, it could be a time for you to look at places where perhaps the energy, the attention has tended to leak out a bit. Again, in the settling in period, many people like to go on longer walks, perhaps walking the loop or something like that. But at this point of the retreat, you really have to look and see, is that still supporting your practice? Is that still supporting well-being? Or do you come back and feel, you know, amped up or restless because of all the stimulation or exhausted because it was a long walk? And it it takes a while to sort of get back into the the rhythm of um, moment-to-moment attention. So it's a time to really look at how do you spend your day here and what are ways in which um, it's very easy for the attention to get lost. Classic ones are, again, going for long walks, and it's totally possible and fine to go on long walks, but to be mindful, to actually, in a very gentle way, keep cultivating this mindful presence. But another classic place to lose the attention is in our rooms. We close the door and it's like all bets are off. We're just on our own time. We're clocked out. You know, what do I need to futz around with in my room? And we can just dissipate that continuity of attention. Another place is in the work medit. You know, what are we calling them now? Service. Service, service meditation. Service, service meditations. Um, where we can be so focused on getting the job done that we don't notice the agitation that we're bringing with it. So that kind of refinement is really helpful, not you know, making a big, more severe, strong push, but just filling in those places with this gentle perseverance and looking for the places where, you can, if you're honest with yourself, you kind of know the, the attention is not being sustained in whatever um, practice or movement that you're doing. Um, so it's more a, a sense of bringing some some care and interest. Again, these words are so helpful, gentle perseverance. Continuity is so helpful, um, not to make a big push or effort, but just to see, can there be a little more um, gentle perseverance in that practice? And you may find at times there is more energy for a more refined kind of seeing, noticing, great, All of us will have kind of times of a lot of energy and times with not so much. Um, So again, it's not pushing through to make that happen, but just really being available in an ongoing way. Is it possible to experience the enlightenment factors of rapture and joy and calm when there is a lot of bodily pain? 
It's possible, but it's not easy. But one of the things we start to see is a big part of the difficulty with bodily pain is the resistance to it, is the aversion around it. And with that often usually comes some form of contraction in the body that can start a cycle of the pain just being you know, unbearable. So that's the place to look, is what's our attitude around the pain? How are we holding it? And again, it is possible to have what then becomes strong sensations in the body, but they actually capture the attention so much there's a steadiness of concentration and even an absorption into those strong sensations that they're no longer actually viewed as pain. Pain is a concept around certain sensations in the body. It's a reasonable concept to have, but it is a concept. Can we just know the strong sensations without resistance, without aversion? And through that, um, they can, pain can be a strong object to concentrate the mind. If the mind gets concentrated, interested, and, and uh, there's a lack of resistance, these other qualities can be there. They might be subtle. It's not like you're going, great, this is the most fun thing I've ever experienced. But the, the, the very absorption can collect the mind in these strong sensations. So again, don't demand this of yourself. Expect that it should be able to happen. It's not easy. Pain is, is, is really challenging for us. But learning how to be with it with this wise, compassionate attention can ultimately shift our relationship to pain. Okay. So... Another beautiful Massachusetts fall day, cold, wet, and windy. Enjoy. <laughs>